from his studios in New York. It's time for Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora, where sports meets life. Here's your host, Dan Tortora. Welcome back here to Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora on wakeupcalldt.com, your one-stop sports shop, and on mixlr.com backslash wakeupcalldt. Always proud to be here with you inside of the Charney's Menswear and Tuxedo Studios every Monday through Friday from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time. You're watching on Facebook Live on facebook.com backslash live now DT, and you're listening on our live streaming internet radio. You can get this anywhere in the world, in your car, doesn't matter. Plug it in, listen in, mixlr.com backslash wakeupcalldt. You can download the app and search Wake Up Call with Dan Satora and run the feed right through as well. And on wakeupcalldt.com's homepage where everything with the show is located, you also have the MixLR feed embedded there. So however you're listening or watching, thank you so much for that. And make sure that you search Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora on Stitcher, TuneIn, Podbean, Spotify, MixLR, YouTube, iTunes Podcast, the RSS feed. And of course, you can ask Alexa or your Google Home and whatnot to play the latest episode of Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora. So we're at that part of the show where I'm very honored every single season we bring him on. Now that he's on here this season, you know you're going to hear from him a lot. And uh, that is the beauty of it as we go through the weeks. He always gives us time. We always appreciate the work that he's done. And we're spoiled because he lives in the Syracuse area. He coaches Oswego. And he's one of those people that I'm happy to be in our community right in my backyard. And of course, doing what he's doing at Oswego, which is a school that is near and dear to my heart and a program that I really honestly feel like he's made a mark on. But if you ask him, he hasn't gotten started yet. So with that being said, Jason Leone is with us, Oswego State Lakers men's basketball head coach. Jason, how are you doing today? Doing great, Dan. Thanks for having me on. Great to talk to you again. Absolutely. And and Jason, you know, just kind of bring us up to speed here on, on life. You and I were talking off the air, five-and-a-half-year-old, one-and-a-half-year-old, you're a head coach, you're married, so you got the wife, you got the kids, they're young, you got this team. How do you balance it all? How has everything been going being a, a dad, a husband, and of course, a leader for this team? It's going well. So we're, my wife and I are very uh, fortunate. We've got two healthy, um, vibrant young little ladies in our life, and uh, you know, uh, things are going well. We've got a great family that we're, we're very proud of, and um, you know, a bunch of aunts and uncles and nieces and nephews, and I'm fortunate enough to have my mom and dad that live about three miles from us. So, um, and and my wife's parents are two hours away from us in Scranton. So, uh, we got a great, we got something that we're really proud of, and uh, you know, by, it uh, makes it a lot easier to go to work every day, knowing that you're going home to that. That's for sure. For you, uh, Christmas and the holiday season, what did you do for the kids? I mean, what. What was life like before we get into to the team this season? How, how do you spend the holidays? Do you have anything special? Is I know family's close by, so that's great. But do you have any certain habits, certain things that you want to make sure that you do or traditions? Well, it's, uh, you know, I, I give, like most basketball coaches, I give my wife a lot of credit. She is, uh, you know, she runs the whole house. I mean, she's, she's just an incredible woman and, uh, you know, it's very challenging, um, not just for basketball coaches, but any any uh, spouse that has a demanding job 
um, that takes them, you know, it, it requires a lot of travel uh, and a lot of off hours that aren't in a typical nine to five job. You, you know, you really have to rely on, um, you know, your, your significant other to, to really hold the fort down, especially during the season. And uh, my wife does such a great job of that. So what, what we do with our kids, there's about a, I was on the road recruiting quite a bit. We have a little break in the action in Division Three, where our guys, we didn't have practice for 16 days, so I had to really get out and see a lot of players. We lose um, some good guys after this year, so it's an important recruiting year for us. Um, but getting back to my family, once I got off the road, I think it was the 20th or 21st, my daughter, uh, my oldest daughter, had a, her little annual winter uh ballet um, recital uh, that we went to and that was great to see her perform or get up on stage in front of a couple hundred people it's a lot of courage that that takes for a five-year-old to do that um, so she did a great job of that and our family was in town for a little brunch afterwards and then um, you know my, my wife takes the kids to lights on the lake um, you know if there's things they do together if I'm on the road recruiting and then uh, Christmas Eve Christmas Day we have our normal family traditions so um, but for most parents, I think they would tell you, and for us, it's no different. Um, that morning, Christmas morning, walking downstairs in our particular house and uh, seeing the look on our children's faces, um, you know, we're very fortunate uh, that you know they, they had some presents there under the tree, and uh, watching them open their gifts and uh, um, play with those things is that's uh, that's as good as it gets right there. That coming from Jason Leone here with us this morning as we go. State Lakers men's basketball head coach and and Jason and obviously hopefully you had such an, an amazing season you know holiday season and and hopefully good things to come here in 2020. We're looking at the team and and the next games that come up are going to be in the Moravian College Steel Club Classic. It's in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania, January 4th and 5th. But before we get to that. You have played two conference games at this point. You played them back-to-back for the SUNYAC. A loss to Brockport in a very, very close game in Brockport, a 68-67. Bounced back and defeated Geneseo, a 70-59. Those games were back-to-back on December 6th and 7th. What are you taking away from early SUNYAC play? I know it's only a couple games, but you had one that got away from you by a point, and then you got another one where you won 70-59. to What are you taking from the Brockport and Geneseo games? Well, like, uh, no, first of all, I, I've been pleased with the way our team has played so far. Um, we had a very fortuitous schedule last year where we played all of our non-conference games, well, five of our seven at home. So we owed some return games this year, and we're playing all seven of our non-league contests on away from home. You know, a couple of those are neutral site games, but uh, still, we, we have not played a home game yet. So yeah. we're 5-2, and two, and both of our losses, we had the ball in hand on the last possession of the game with a chance to win. Um, so, you know, I, I'm, I'm pretty pleased with where we're at. We have a unique roster where we have, um, you know, three, of, three returning starters from our Sweet 16 team a year ago. Uh, and then everybody else is either a sophomore that didn't get a chance to play very much last year um, or a transfer or a freshman. So, um, you know, we're, we're, we're working through some inexperience right now. Um, so that has showed at times, in particular on the defensive end, we're not quite 
as staunch as we have been in the past. So I am confident that um, now that our guys just got back on campus yesterday, we're going to use this 24-day window to get our guys better when they're not in class and uh, hopefully have a chance to be playing our best basketball in February. So, um, But the game at Brockport was, uh, you know, I think if they did a preseason poll in our league, many coaches would pick Brockport to win our league this year. They have a lot of returning players, um, and we beat them by a narrow margin in the championship last year. Um, so, you know, we, for us to go there, uh, we were down one of our important players uh, due to injury. Yeah. Uh, and we had another one that played that was an important player that is currently banged up now. So, you know, to get out of there with a chance to win was a was a good starting point for us. And, uh, you know, looking forward to getting back and getting to work with our guys. I think we got a chance to have a really good year. That coming from Jason Leone once again of the Oswego State Lakers men's basketball team, head coach of the team. Uh, Jason, you, you had made mention of the fact you haven't been home for a game yet this season. Uh, first two games in the Elmira tip-off tournament, obviously – in Elmira, New York, then Potsdam, then Rochester, Canton, New York, and then what we were speaking on, Brockport and Geneseo. You've been in the state of New York, but not at home. You'll be in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania for the upcoming Classic. First home game at the Max Zeal Gymnasium in Oswego will be on January 10th, a Friday at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Time. How have the guys weathered the storm? What's it been like for you to not have a home game in 2019. Your first home game in the 2019-20 season will be January 10th. How have you navigated that? Thoughts on the fact that you'll finally be able to play a home game, but not until after the new year? Well, a couple things. Um, when I did the schedule, obviously it wasn't the most, maybe the best idea I've ever had. But in Division Three, the reality is, you know, you're going to have um, – years like this where you play the majority of your games on the road more times than not to be honest with you um so the reality is i mean there's no guarantee games really in division three unless you have a tournament so you know for instance you know you go to even division two schools especially division one schools you know they have parts of their schedule where they're have guarantee games where they pay opponents to come in and play them so they can get home games you know so we don't have that model in division three so you no, know, I just explained to the guys that the good thing that comes from it is we're going to find out a lot about our team uh, before the majority of our conference season begins. And the other thing is we do get something from it. In Division Three, the way strength of schedule is figured out, which is a, a very important part of uh, having the possibility of getting that large bit to the Division Three tournament, you get there's a multiplier. So every time you play on the road, road wins actually count more and wins that you achieve at home. So we are getting something from playing on the road. So I, my thought process is, okay, this isn't the best-case scenario scheduling-wise, but we do have an opportunity to get something from it if we're able to win some of these games. So, And on the backside of our schedule, we finished with five out of se- or seven of our last nine games at home. You know, I think that can be a really good thing, especially when classes get back in, se- in session where we can get some really good crowds here for some hopefully important games. Absolutely. So, I mean, you know, obviously you put yourself in a situation in the beginning with the hopes that things are going to, you know, get better as you move on and you get to, and you're going to be at home. So you get that reward toward the end of the season. But I like the thought process of, I'm going to get to see more of my team. 
we're playing on the road. We're going to have to, you know, get together quicker, come together quicker, find a way to figure things out because you're always in hostile territory. How have you seen your team respond? How have you seen the culture of these young men respond to the fact that they are never, uh, you know, it, it, so far this season and continuing on until January 10th, they're not in front of their crowd. They are in the hostile environments. How have they responded to, I mean, record-wise it looks good, but what are you seeing beyond the record? Well, one one thing that I've seen is in uh, a lot of these, the majority of these games, we've faced a deficit. At Geneseo, we were down 10 at one point in the game. Brockport, we were down 12. St. Lawrence, we were down 12. Uh, Nazareth, we were down 9. Clarkson, we were down 8. Um, so that's, what is that, five of our seven games we had, we were uh, behind by a significant number at one point in the game. And we won. Uh, you know, three of those five games. And uh, we had a chance to win the two games that we lost. Um, you know, our opening tip-off tournament, we led pretty much wire to wire in both those games. Um, so, you know, to see our team have to battle through um, a deficit um, was really encouraging for me. Um, and also I've gotten an opportunity to kind of watch some guys that maybe are new to our program or, um, you know, maybe or sophomores that didn't get a chance too much to play last year to see how they would respond in certain situations. And um, it's been more of a fact-finding, uh, you know, thing for me uh, to just learn more about our team. And it's been beneficial, you know. I think it makes – I think you get better when you play games on the road. I really do, you know. Um, the reality is if you're fortunate enough to make the NCAA tournament, most of the time you're going to have to win on the road. So, uh if we are fortunate enough to get to that portion of the season, I think our guys will be able to be uh, battle tested and, uh, you know, a team that has kind of seen a lot of different environments, which uh, I think can be uh, something to draw upon when you get into February and March. And for you as a head coach to know that you're coming home and know that you, you have that game coming up on January 10th against Fredonia inside of your gymnasium in Oswego and it's a Suniac game. For for that moment, what do you want the fans to know, the the community to know, the student body? I mean, when when that game is 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 finally going to bring you home, and you have the record that you have right now, you you got a couple more games for the Steel Club Classic. But currently, as we're speaking, you're five and two. You're one and one in the Suniac. What's the message for when you when you get home? What do you want the the entire base to know when Oswego finally gets to play in Oswego again? Well, uh, just that uh, our team is improving, and uh, we find it uh, to be very very uh, comforting, uh, and obviously an advantage when we're able to play in front of our home crowd. So we always want. Uh, you know, the people uh, that support our team to come out and show support, especially Dan, when we play these games that are over our intercession. So uh, we don't have our students here right now until January 28th when we start classes again. So um, the home games that we do have over break, there's four of them. Um, you know, we, we really encourage the people of the community to come out and support our team because it's a good brand. Uh, it's a good, you know, obviously we've had some success and, uh, you know, I think it's uh, it provides good entertainment value uh, for anybody that really enjoys the game of basketball. I think we play the game the right way, and obviously we have a winning program. Um, so, so I just encourage everybody to come out and support our team. 
leadership wise i know you talked about having guys that you know with experience of a lot of success return on the team where is the leadership lying early on in the season right now through these seven games is it a mixed bag are you seeing different people step up at different times is there a center nucleus how how do you view it right now well, you know, I, I've been very quick to remind our players that, you know, anybody can exhibit leadership qualities. But one of the things that, uh, you know, we've spoken to our guys about is just a, as important as leadership is we have to have guys that are willing to follow, you know. Um, so, um, you know, we, we've talked to our guys a lot about, you know, leadership doesn't do us any good if we don't have you know, guys in our program that are willing to follow the leaders, you know, so um, we spent have spent more time unconventionally because everybody talks about leadership and how important it is. And it, and it is important, but um, we've talked a lot to our freshmen and our new guys about, look at, we've got some players here that have been here for two, three years that um, have seen a lot of good and bad. Um, so they're good people to watch and learn from. So but we've got four guys, um, you know, Liam Sanborn is our junior captain, point guard, uh, Tim Marshall, Joe Sullivan, and Brandon Gartland, who are senior captains as well. Uh, those are probably the backbone of um, the guys that set the tone for us every day, whether it be through their work ethic, um, verbal leadership. Um, they seem to have the calming influence of, you know, listen, we've been here before. We know the types of things that coach – uh, expects and demands, uh, and they really have set the standards uh, for this year's team, you know, and uh, communicated that well with our sophomores and freshmen. But just as important as those four guys, the other guys in our program have to be good followers um, in order for that leadership component to be effective. That coming from Jason Leona, and I thought a really big message there when we talk about leadership so much, and you talk about, hey, once we have the leaders, you have to have the guys willing to follow and, you know, bring it all together. So, you know, as always, expanding on this team and expanding on, you know, the bigger game of sports and life in general. Jason, I appreciate, you know, all the topics that you bring up and the way that you bring them up. Eloquently spoken, a coach that's out there that's got a couple Bethlehem games coming up and then back at home. Congratulations on the positive start to the season. And I know that you always want to rise to higher places, but I believe that you will. And you brought a lot of success to a city that I, I definitely think appreciates it and can focus on that, and hopefully they do. So with that being said, I look forward to having you on very soon. And like I told you off the air, getting my butt up to Oswego and making sure that I get to uh, meet these guys and be around them. It would be an absolute pleasure to be able to shake their hands, and you know that you always have my support. Oh, Dan, I appreciate that. We would love to have you anytime, and I think it would be a great thing for you to meet the guys. And uh, we got again this year, uh, we've got a group that I'm really proud of. And uh, enjoy being around every day. I think that goes uh, unnoticed sometimes. You know, one of the best things about coaching and being a part of a team is, um, you know, being around these people every day. Um, we're not perfect. And I'm not telling you every day is, uh, you know, the most fun day of the year. And we don't have our problems. But, um Fundamentally speaking, uh, we, uh, we've got a, a group of, of young men that I'm real proud of and that I enjoy being around every day. Well, and that's what it means, and, and that's what it's all about. And I'm happy that you have that extension of your family. I know you got practice coming up, so I'll let you get to it. But I definitely look forward to speaking with you soon and, and obviously for some success for you in Bethlehem as well. Thanks, my friend. Stay in touch.